Good evening, everybody. A warm welcome to this event brought to you tonight by the Spiritist Society of Bournemouth and Pooh Christian Spiritualist Church. I am Fabricio Sunson from the Spiritist Society of Bournemouth. It is a great pleasure to give a warm welcome to our guest speaker tonight, Alexandre Jassis Mota. Alexandre is a member of the Sweden Spiritist Society here in England. The subject of Alexandre's talk is shine your light. This phrase comes from Jesus' sermon on the mountain, recorded in chapter five of the gospel according to Matthew. So a warm welcome to you, Alexandre, and thank you so much for being with us tonight. But before um, we start, let's go to Lawrence Saville at the Pooh Christian Spiritualist Church for our opening prayer. Over to you, Lawrence. Thank you, Fabrizio, and good evening, everybody, and welcome, Alex. Lovely to see you, sir. So if we could just still our minds, just for this short time, please. Link in with that God and divinity of your own understanding. Send out your heartfelt thanks for all that we have within our life at this time. Although our challenges may seem great, although every day we awake looking at a world that has changed forever, let us keep that truth and that love within our hearts, that all things are as they should be, that we are cared for and nurtured by a God whose healing, whose love, whose compassion knows no bounds. And we are his children, here with our challenges to face and with those mountains of our own to overcome so that we may step forward once more into that bright light of spirit, renewed, refreshed, and re-educated, progressing along our paths to that point of spiritual perfection for which is intended for all things. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lawrence. Now, my friends, it is a great pleasure to hand over to Alexandre for his talk entitled Shine Your Light. Over to you, Alexandre. Well, first, first of all, thank you very much, uh, both you, Laurie and Fabrizio, for this opportunity. I'd like to ask to thank for our, all our spiritual benefactors for having arranged this uh, evening in which we'll be able to do this study. And uh, so tonight, this evening, we'll talk about how I'll change the title just to make Fabrizio uh, look uh, wrong, but it's just a joke. Uh, so uh, I changed the title of this uh, reflection, uh, Let Your Light Shine, because I think it's more, uh, it, gives us, it gives us the power. So for us to let our light shine, it's not for us to shine our, our light. So. Why is that? Well, because the light is already inside of us. And we'll see this as we progress uh, through our uh, study or reflection this evening. So this uh, is in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5. And uh, this screen you see now is a, a prayer that I usually do uh, when I start to do a reflection because it helps me to tune. And although we already did a prayer, just did a prayer, I would like to reflect on this prayer. So because every time we pray, we should, the first thing we should do is to praise God. And then we should be grateful and thank God for all the blessings we have. And finally, we should ask whatever we would like to ask. So this prayer is short and I'll just say it if you don't mind. So praise God, His infinite mercy and His infinite goodness. Thanking the beloved Father for the gift of life, we ask the Divine Master, Jesus, to cuddle us in his loving lap and to rock us, comforting our souls. May the love of God flood our hearts and may we overflow that love, radiating it in all directions, especially in our homes, our sacred, sacred heavens. So uh, continuing, we would like to start with this uh, brief uh, brief sentence from uh, the Gospel of John, and it, Jesus said it. Uh, so, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love 
to one another. So let's reflect on this just for a second. So if you have love for one another, what is to love? Some say that, well, to love is to feel love. No, to love is an action. To feel is a different action. So to love is not to like someone or something. To love is to work on the behalf or on the benefit of the other, is to serve, is to be available to the other, to go the extra mile for the other. This is to love. To love is to serve. Jesus came, or the Christ came to the earth as Jesus, to love. He came, he came to teach us. He came to serve us by bringing his teachings. He just didn't just sit on the top of a mountain, meditating and radiating love to us all. He actually went and did the work. He did the work himself. So that's to love. So following this, I would like to speak a little bit, to talk a little bit about spiritism, because sometimes uh, we hear about spiritism, but we don't really understand what it is. And I think that the best short explanation I could give about spiritism is uh, talking about the basic uh, books, or I don't like to use the word doctrine, I prefer philosophy. So uh, spiritism is, uh, first of all, Spiritism was brought to us by the spirits. It was not something like the Gospels, for instance, that men wrote, regarded, regardless where they were uh, in just channeling information from discarnated or not. So it was, this wasn't identified. So Spiritism was brought to us by the spirits. And its uh, cornerstone is the Spirits book. So the Spirit's book is, it summarizes the whole of Spiritism. And the Spirit's book, it's divided in four books. So the first book is the Genesis. And as the name says, it talks about where we came from. So the origin of things. So it talks about God, the one source of everything, and how things were created. The second book is the medium's book. It talks about who we are. It talks about the spirits, who we actually are, instead of this body that we are seeing or interacting in this reincarnation, and how we, the incarnated, communicate or interact with the discarnate. So, it's a, so it brings us who we are. The third book is the gospel according to spiritism, and it teaches, it tells us what we're doing here. So now we know who we are. We also know where we came from, but what are we doing here? So the gospel according to spiritism, it brings the, the moral teachings of the Christ. And it is, of course, it, that's what we're doing here because we are incarnated so we can evolve morally and intellectually so it explains what we're doing here so what's missing now so we know where we came from we know who we are we know what we're doing here so it's missing what's next so the, the last book uh the order the order they were published is not exactly this but this is how they, it's laid out or laid down so the last book is heaven and hell and it tells us what happens to us when this life that we are living ends, this, this reincarnation ends? So this is the basic layout of spiritism. There we have everything. That's why if we look at the spirits book, it brings all these four parts and it summarizes the whole of spiritism and how spiritists see life, if it makes sense. So continuing we will uh, start making a reference to a, a, some, a small part of the gospel according to spiritism. 
and I'll have to read it. I don't know if it's going to be readable for you. Uh, and it says, uh, this is the introduction of the gospel according to Spiritism. And uh, it will make sense as, as we progress. So it's, it says, the spirits of the Lord, who are the virtues of heaven, move as does an immense army upon receiving orders from their commanding commander, spreading out over the face of the earth, and similar to the stars which fall one after another from the skies, are come to you, mean, you mind pathways and open the eyes of those who cannot see uh, in truth i say unto you the times are come when all things will be established in their true light when the darkness shall be dissipated the prideful confounded and the just glorified the great voices of heaven reverberate like the sound of trumpets and the chorus and the chorus of angels assemble mankind we're inviting you to this divine concert. Take up the harp and lift up your voices in unison so that in a sacred chorus, the sound may extend and re-echo from one extreme of the universe to the other. Fellow beings, beloved brothers and sisters, we are here beside you. Love one another and say from the bottom of your hearts, Lord, Lord, in so doing, you fulfill the wishes of the Father who is in heaven. Then you too may enter in the kingdom of heaven, the spirit of truth. So the points I would like to highlight here are, first of all, the spirits of the Lord who are the virtues of heaven. Who are the spirits of the Lord? Who are these spirits? Well, we say that they are the pure spirits, those who completed a significant part of their evolution, of their moral evolution, of their progress, and they don't have more passions. They don't know. They are not more. They are not, aren't anymore affected by the matter. So they have control of to who they are, and they have developed the virtues. So what virtues are these? We'll see. But in the Sermon of the Mount. Jesus brought us a recipe for our own evolution. And he gave us a list of virtues that if we develop, we will perfect ourselves, we'll better ourselves. And we'll look into those virtues at point, point soon. But the point is, so these good spirits, we could call them angels, archangels, and other designations, but they are pure spirits that help us in our path. So what is happening at this time that we're moving, living right now, is that transformations are happening in humanity. And these spirits, they are closer to us in helping us in our evolution, in our progress. And now uh, the other part that I would like to highlight is, and the just glorified. Uh, in, I don't know how it is nowadays, but 2,000 years ago, among the Jewish people, the Hebrew people, uh, God was known as the just of the just. So the, being just, justice, is a very strong uh, attitude, is a very strong, I would don't, don't want to call that a virtue, because to be just is not a virtue, it's, it's an attitude, it's a behavior. I don't know exactly how to craft that, but it's one of the things that we develop to be just we develop and only when we become pure spirits we will be really just uh i don't know if today for instance we would be able to not give something to some to our brother or to our brother our daughter our son in flesh and at the same time Give it to no, not give that to those, but give to and strange. This is something very difficult to understand and very difficult to do. Because if we see that a strange deserves something, would we give it to him or her and not give to our own children, even when they do not deserve the same thing? So uh, if you all think that we are brothers in God and that the the 
links or the ties of flesh are just temporary ties and these connections will be broken when we discarnate and if we incarnate in another family another ties will be constructed if you consider that our vision expands and our understanding expands but we where we are in our evolutionary process we can't do that yet so i would like to do this connection so the pure spirits are those who have the virtues developed and that we are here as well to become just so uh, in chapter five uh, I, will, I will read chapter five just because i don't expect everybody to have a, a bible at, at hand so for our reference so the part of it is now when jesus saw the crowds he went up on a mountainside and sat down his disciples came to him and he began to teach them he said blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth blessed are those who hunger and thirst and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy blessed are the pure in heart for they will see god blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of god blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are you when people insult you persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me so we see here that we have one two three four five six seven eight nine beatitudes and what does it mean what does it what are what is what does it mean to be blessed uh, the spirits teach us that when we are blessed we are happy we don't suffer for the issues that are related to incarnation for instance so we don't have to incarnate anymore because if we are pure spirits we don't need to incarnate and the spirits teach us that only pure spirits are truly happy really happy in a constant happiness so they don't have moments of happiness but they are happy in a broad sense and we can relate these beatitudes with virtues so let's give a look at it so the poor in spirit those who mourn and the meek what are those things what are they related to and how are they connected with us and with whatever surround us so we we will see that the virtues that are related to those three beatitudes they are with respect to ourselves we don't need the virtues that are related to those we do that working on our own we don't need to interact with anything else we do that on our own we'll see we'll talk about it uh, then we have three other beatitudes or virtues that are related beatitudes that are related to virtues that we haven't shown yet and we'll see that these these three beatitudes they are related to the divinity so it's our relationship with god so first of all we build the foundation we work on us and then we build our relationship with god with with god i will come say something else and then we work with the, with the others so if it makes sense we have three steps we build something that's related to us only then we build something that's related to god and then when we start doing this then we become ready to love to work with the other with the, our brothers and sisters in god in spirit so then we are ready to serve to work for the others to help to be available to love 
So the virtues that are related, related, sorry, to the first beatitudes are the poor in spirit is related to humility. What's humility? Humility is to know who we are. Is when you look at the mirror and we see not who we want to see, but we see who we are with all our flaws and our qualities. Because sometimes we have we look at the mirror and when we say, oh, I don't like this, I have to change that, I have to change that, I don't like this. But how much have you changed already? How much have you achieved? How much good is there in you? Don't forget that, that we not only we don't have only evil things or bad things, we have a lot of good things inside of us. So we have to value that. And we need humility so we know who we are. So the poor, the poor in spirit is that one that feels that in spirit he is poor and he wants to enrich in spirit, in virtues. Uh, so those who mourn, well, mourning is not good. But when we mourn without rebelling, we are developing resignation. So it's a virtue that we have to develop. Because, if, for instance, we are, well, I live in Swindon, so there's a street here that is specked every day every day you go to that street you know you're gonna it's like 300 meters you're gonna spend like five minutes to cross it so what's the point of losing the patience or the temper so we have to resign to it and give in and just allow things to, to flow the first well the third uh beatitude is related to meekness so there is no need to explain it then we go uh, to the next step. So these three virtues we developed with ourselves. We don't need anyone else to work uh, to develop it with. So we do that through ourselves, through our own effort. Then we have, so do those who hunger and, thir and thirst for righteousness, we know that the virtue that we have to develop there related to that beatitude is faith. What is faith? Is certainty about the future isn't it we have faith in our future as immortal spirits we have faith in god we have faith in his love so we have faith uh the next one the merciful it has to do with forgiveness so when we forgive we are sometimes people think that forgive has to, forgiveness has to do with the other but it has not to do with it. We need the other so we can forgive, but forgiving is releasing ourselves from that suffering, from the chains that attaches to the things that we should be free. So if someone, the Christ said, if someone, uh, I don't know exactly the word, but if someone uh, hits you on the face, show the other face so the other face is of course you don't turn the, the head so you are hit on the, on beat on the other side of the head that's not the case if someone shows you aggressivity or something bad and your response is the other side of it you respond with love so that's forgiveness when you don't poison yourself believing that the other is going to die because if you take poison, believing the other one's going to die, that's not going to work. So that's forgiveness. When you free yourself of the, all that anger, all that ball of hate that sometimes we have inside of us because someone did, us something, did something to us and we cannot forgive the person. Because it's not that we don't, we can't. It's because we don't want to forgive. Because that's who we are. As humanity in our evolutionary state so and the next one is spontaneity so we don't play games we don't have hidden agendas so that's pretty much that's about it uh, let's move to the next uh, virtues so with the peacemakers they they work for the others you see in these three next three virtues we actually work for the, the others so we started work with ourselves and then we worked with god 
and they are now we're going to work for our brothers and sisters. So uh, those who are persecuted because of righteousness, so they develop charity. And I don't really have a, a, a uh, virtue for the ninth beatitude. And I put evangelizers there because the, those are who take the word of the Jesus of, of Jesus, the word of the Christ to the others. And I don't really know uh, how to put that in English. So, okay, moving on. So uh, continuing with Matthew chapter 5, we have Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on, built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So that's the that's the thing. We have this light already inside of us. When God created us, he put his divine seed inside of us. So we have all these virtues inside of us to develop. What we have to do is to allow this light to shine because God put it inside of us. We are the light of the world. Let's let it shine. We don't need anything else. All we need is to unclothe our passions, to undress ourselves with all these masks we have built and we are wearing, and let the divine in us to shine, to express itself, because we are sons and daughters of love. We were created to love. Let's love. That's what God created for, created us for. Uh, if we look at the gospel according to Spiritism, we have this, I don't really know where it is because I lost uh, where I took it from, but it's, it talks about the good person. Uh, and so it says there, the truly good person is one who complies with the law of justice, love, and charity. So this sentence by itself uh, it would be worth like two days of discussions. Because uh, uh, in one of the moral teachings of the Christ is the law of justice, love, and charity. It's the only law, well, you would have to read the Spirit's book, the third part of it, to understand more about what I'm saying. So that's an opportunity. Uh, the, that's the only law that has more than one word in it, so to speak. And why is it justice, love, and charity? Because justice and charity are expressions of love. We cannot love not being just. Do you remember the introduction of the book of the, of the Gospel according to Spiritism and glorify the just? So justice is an authentic expression of love. When we are just, we are loving in, our, in its purest level or degree. And we also express love by serving the others uh, by charity. Charity, according to, to Christ, is uh, beneficence, indulgence, and forgiveness. So it's these three things together. That's defined. That's how it's defined. But I'm, what, I'm not going there at this moment. Uh, so who complies with the law of justice, love, and charity in its highest degree of, of purity? Deposit their faith in God, in his goodness, in his justice, and his wisdom. Have faith in the future. Know that all vicissitudes of life all pain and all deceptions are trials, trials or atonements 
and accept them without murmuring, possesses the sentiments of charity and love, do good for the sake of goodness, and always sacrifice their own interests in the name of justice. Then again, justice. Encounter satisfaction in the benefits they are able to spread. It's always good, humane, and benevolent with everyone. Respect all sincere convictions in others. Charity guides them in every circumstance. They follow the example of Jesus by forgiving and forgetting all offenses. Only remember the benefits received. Are indulgent with the weakness of others. Do not take pleasure in looking for defects in others. Study their own imperfections and work unceasingly to combat them. Never tries to emphasize the importance of their own spirit or talents. Treat others with kindness and benevolence. Finally, a good person is always one who respects the rights of their fellow beings as assured by the laws of nature. So this is the good person. And as we can see, we see the virtues that are related to the Beatitudes all over this. So it's an indication that what the spirits are teaching us is nothing more than Jesus, the Christ, taught us 2,000 years ago. Different uh, presentation, different wording, but moral teaching, the essence, is the same. Okay, if we go back to the Spirit's book, we'll see uh, question 879. So who doesn't know the Spirit's book? It's uh, made of questions and answers. So the question 879 is, what would be the character of the man who should practice justice in all its purity? He would be truly righteous after the example of Jesus, for he would practice the love of the neighbor and charity without which there can be no real justice. So we love of the neighbor and charity are necessary so we can be just. Do you see how to be just is related to be uh, evolved, to progress as a spirit, and how we, sometimes we have a misconception about what justice is. That's important, I think. So we have question 621. Where is the law of God inscribed in our consciences? So, as I said, when God created us, he engraved his laws in our conscience. And we don't, we don't perceive it, but whilst we don't leave these laws, which is basically love, we suffer. We don't know that in most of the times, but we are suffering. And the only way we can stop suffering is to surrender to the love of God and allow this seed to come out from inside of us, allow this light to shine. This is how we can be happy, truly happy, to allow in this light that God put inside of us to shine. So uh, in question 1009 from the Spirit's book, uh, the question is about how uh, how punishment should be eternal or not. It has to do with heaven and hell. So uh, if you do something and you are a sinner and you die, you go to hell forever. So Paul the Apostle uh, makes a rather comprehensive answer, but these two uh, paragraphs are the ones that I would like to highlight. So his goals. What is, in fact, is a sinner? One who, by a deviation from the right road, by a false movement of the soul, has sweared, swerved from the true aim of his creation, which consists in the harmonious worship of the beautiful, the good, as embodied in the archetype, archetype of humanity, the divine exemplar, Jesus Christ. What is chattismet? The natural derivative consequence of that false movement, 
the amount of pain necessary to discuss the sinner with his depart from rectitude by his experience of the suffering caused by that departure. Chattismet is the gold rich by the smarting it by the smarting it occasions decides the soul to cut short its wanderings and to return into the right world road. Oh. So we see chattismet is something that only brings us back to the right path. And it's not external, it's not something external. It's something that we create because when we deviate from the right path, from the path that God created and planned for us, we suffer, we get in conflict with ourselves, with our conscience, because the laws of God, love, is in our conscience. So whenever we are not living that, we suffer. Even if you don't think we are suffering, we are. Deep down, we are suffering. And then we will keep suffering until we get tired of it and decide to come back to the path of the writers. I would like to make a comment up, uh, now about a, a book that I only know in Portuguese. Uh, it's, it's, it was uh, dictated by the spirit Amélia Rodrigues. And it was uh, written by Divaldo Franco, a known Brazilian medium. And it is Living with Jesus, the name of the book. So uh, in chapter four, Sublime Enchantment, uh, the spirit says, uh, in this almost dismal human, human scenario, a different breeze of peace and a spontaneous joy was blowing as if something was happening, which in truth was happening. The time had come when Jesus was to begin his ministry. He had chosen that simple region from which, ironically, it was said that nothing good could come out. It will be, therefore, a paradox because the facts would demonstrate the mistake of this disrespectful comment. On a magnificent sunny day, while everyone was working as usual, he went out to fish for men for his kingdom, for the implantation of a different era. As never before or later there would be, or it would be repeated. Walking slowly, he approached a boat where the brothers Peter and Andrew, the Boanerges brothers, by Jesus' nickname as the Son of Thunder, met. And after looking at them for a long time, producing a certain strangeness in us, since they did not know him, said, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. An unusual harmony penetrated their souls and they were ecstatic. No one had ever spoken to them in that tone, that way. The stranger continued to look at them transparently and sweetly waiting. In the acoustics of the being, they identified that voice that seemed to have been asleep for a long time and now echoed softly. They did not know what his intention was, nor the resources he had nor could they even identify what he was referring to, only realizing that his invitation was irresistible. So magnetized by his presence, they left what they were doing and followed him. He gave no explanation, nor did the guests ask any questions. It could be said that it was the master calling his servants, who attended without protest, without hesitation. So I will continue with this book, but I would like to make a comment here. So Jesus calls us every day. Why don't we follow him? Why don't we follow this divine seed of love, this light that we carry inside of us that is willing to shine? Why don't we do that? Let's allow our light to shine. Let's allow the love to flow, the love of God to flow through us. This is the call that Jesus came to do. This is what he came 2,000 years ago. And yet, 2,000 years later, are we following him? 
Why? We want to. Why don't we? Continuing, certainly their routine was tiring and they were saturated, but that was the only means of survival they had, so they loved what they did. That was the definitive moment of their existence, which would change forever. Walking with joy in silence, Jesus went ahead and invited two other fishermen, fishermen, one of whom was very young and of dreamy appearance and spoke to them with the same candor. Then they immediately, leaving the nets, followed him. They were reluctant to ask anything, as if they were just waiting for the invitation. And the nets they were repairing fell into the sand, and immediately leaving the boat and their father, followed him. The next day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, Follow me. He raised his head when he saw him coming and smiled while listening to the invitation. Follow me. Then again, the good, the love, herein represented by Jesus, the Christ, is calling us to follow him every day. It's calling us to let our light shine. Let's let our light shine. Let's love each other. So I would like to talk a little bit about Paul's experience. So for those uh, who doesn't who don't know much about Paul's life, Paul was the phase that the Christ chose to spread Christianity. And a lot of things happened uh, and we're not going to talk about Paul now, but we know Christianity as it, we know it today, regardless of whether it's good or bad or how it is, because, because of Paul's work. And so we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit about Paul's experience. So in the beginning, when uh, Paul uh, had an encounter with uh, Jesus in the, by the gates of Damascus. And I won't go too much about that experience, but it was that encounter, that meeting. So uh, Paul, uh, at that time, he was Saul. He was going to Damascus to persecute uh, Christians. And at the time, they were not known as Christians yet. And then Jesus appeared to him and he had this encounter and Paul had been responsible for the persecution and uh, even the death or the torture of many, 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 many Christians. So he, he was, uh, how to say, uh, the repression of Christianity in its, in its early years in Jerusalem. And so he's going to Damascus to continue his work persecuting the Christians. And when because he didn't believe in the Christ, the Jews in general, they didn't believe that Jesus was a, nor a prophet, nor the savior, just someone that was against the laws of Moses. So Paul, so at the time, he didn't believe that Jesus existed. And then he was going to Damascus and then Jesus appears to him. And I think that the, only, the first thing that it must have crossed his mind at the time was, oh boy, what have I done? Because he exists. He's here talking to me. But Paul doesn't victimize himself. He doesn't. He sees the love of the Christ, and he puts himself available. So his reaction to this encounter is, Lord, what do you want me to do? Jesus appears to us in many forms, in many shapes, every day. When the sun rises, when the sun sets, when we see a flower, when we see a child, 
when we see a friend, when we see someone we, that makes our heart race. So these are expressions of love. But we don't ask what Jesus wants us to do, do we? We don't. But we can. Because what Jesus wants us to do is to let our light shine. To love. To follow him. To follow him is his moral teachings. Not to just give up everything and just be poor and go wandering around preaching. That Because nowadays that would take us nowhere. But to love. So later on in Paul's journey, he writes in the letter to the Romans or the uh, epistle to the Romans, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not. But what I hate, I do. Isn't this us? Isn't this us? We say, we say well, we're, I'll be more patient. And then five minutes later, we forget that and we do exactly the opposite of being patient. So these are us. So we are in this process of evolving, of bettering ourselves. We have to be patient with ourselves, of course. But this is one, of the experience, one experience that we live every day. And later on in his life, Paul wrote, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, the life, the life by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. So you see, Paul went from persecutor of the Christians, transformed himself, and then at a certain point, he reached a stage in which he as a person, as an individual, was not detached from the teachings of the, of the Christ, the teachings of Jesus. So Jesus was living through him. Jesus can live through you. Jesus can live through us. How? Let your shine light. That's what we have to do. The light is inside of us already. Let's let it shine. So, one thing that Paul said in another letter to the Corinthians, this time, part of Paul's experience, if I speak in the tongues of men and or, or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging symbol. If I have the gift of prophecy, and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. So, this light that we bring inside of us, this divine seed, is love, is the light of love. So, when we let our, sh our light shine, we will irradiate love. We will shine love. That's the message. And still on Paul, so this in the same letter to the Corinthians, do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Is there anything else to say? The Spirit of God, God himself, herself, itself, whatever God is, because the first question of the Spirit's book is, made by Kardec, is what is God? Because God's not a person. I don't understand God. It's too much for me. So in our evolutionary stage, we can't conceive God. It's too much. So the Spirit teaches God is the source of everything. That's it. That's enough for me. So that source, that source put the seed of all it is, all that infinite perfection, infinite goodness, infinite 
everything in me. So I have that seed and I can let that seed grow. All I need to do is to let my light shine. Let my love, the love that God put in me to shine. That's what I have to do. And it's easy because it's just allow me to be myself with no masks, no hidden agendas, just to be me, son of God. Uh, I'd like to comment on a, on a book. Uh, it's a good, uh, it's a book. It's a collection uh, of poems and it's called a uh, collection from the afterlife, so to speak in, in, in English. Uh, it was written or received by the medium uh, Francis Xavier or Chico Xavier and many spirits uh, dictated poems in it. And one by John of God, John the Deus, the spirit, uh, is Shine Your Light. So I'd like to read it. Uh, I translated this into from Portuguese, so it could be a little bit so-so. So in the service of peace of Christian love, shine on earth and shade your light. Be the eternal gospel of Jesus, the script of your heart. Does not disturb you the field of affliction that the world of darkness of darkness leads to. Be faithful. Take up your cross, following the master to redemption. Leave the saving ministry of the Lord's divine will in the relentless battle against evil. To the wages of life, live up to it. Wherever you are, shine your light for the glory of the immortal spirit. John of God. Uh, next, I have to explain this a little bit. I would like to, I would like to play a song. Uh, it's our uh, final slide before we, we uh, wrap it up when we finish this reflection. Uh, the song is in Portuguese, but I put the lyrics in English on the left-hand side. So please forgive me for that. Uh, but I think the vibration of this song is so powerful that it's worthwhile doing it, even if it's in English. Oh, sorry. Thank you. 
Okay, so uh, the next thing I would like to say is let your light shine. Thank you very much. I was on mute. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. I was talking away here with myself. Um, this song is so beautiful. I loved it. It's a shame that I don't know if people on Facebook could actually hear it properly because it was quite soft. But just the lyrics, um, it's so touching. It's so nice. Thank you for that. It is. Yes. And for those who speak Portuguese, uh, it's free to download. Good, good, good. So um, let's go on Facebook here to see if there is any questions. So if anyone is watching us, want to ask any question, feel free to pop the questions on Facebook. We'll be taking some questions and answers. Nothing coming up at the moment. I do love your presentation tonight, Alex, because you can see that passion and that power behind when you were talking. Um, and that, that's wonderful to see. That really is. You've, you've really got that heart energy, and it comes over very, very well in your presentation. It's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, I should say. Okay, I'm just checking for the questions. If not, we will go to the... Um, we have some comments here. Thank you, Alex. I have loved your presentation. You're very welcome. I'm grateful for the opportunity and the patience. So as you're waiting for um, some question, if you do gonna have any, um, today we are today is a very special day. We are celebrating two special occasions. Um, one is today is the International Day of Nonviolence. And another um, thing that we are celebrating also, I don't know if you know that, but today is Manhattan Gandhi's birthday. And um, to celebrate that, we have a event that is taking place. Um, Lawrence, can you put it up there? Let me just get the info in here. So, yeah, to celebrate Gandhi's birthday, the British Union of Unit Societies, um, on the 28th of November, we're going to have a talk with the grandson of Mahat Gandhi himself, which should be very interesting. And he, the topic of his talk will be the lessons of Manhattan Gandhi for our daily lives. Um, his grandson's name is Arun Gandhi, and you are invited to come along on the 28th of November at five o'clock. You'll be broadcast by the British Union of Spiritist Society Facebook. So come along and join us because um, it's a great opportunity to be that close to someone that has showed so much love and has showed us for the whole humanity that you can solve your problems, you can solve the differences without any violence. That is a great example left there for the whole humanity. So come along, you're invited for that. And our next Spiritist talk is going to be on the 16th of October. Um, our guest speaker is our friend, German Ingo Meyer. Um, he will be talking to us from Germany. And the topic of his talk is gonna be journey into the light. I don't know if it's a mere coincidence, but yes, he will be talking about light again with us. So it does feel that nowadays with so many things going on, so much pessimism going around, people need to light their lights and make this place a little bit brighter and get away from dark zones and dark faults and pessimism because 
the, the, the world that we live in, it need, it's in need of that light, it's in need of that love, it's in need of that hope. So here is the invitation then for our next talk. Um, and hopefully he'll be talking a little bit more about how to um, help us to bright our light and to shine our lights. Um, so Lawrence, um, I don't think we do have any question on Facebook, so I will hand it over to you for the closing prayer. And I would like to say a thank you to Alex for this beautiful talk. I would like to say thank you to all Facebook users that's watching us. Thank you for being here with us. And I hopefully to see you next um, talk on the 16th of October. Over to you, Lawrence, for the open prayer. If I may, before you, you close, Laurie, uh, if I may, uh, I have had the opportunity of following some of the of the reflections that you broadcast on Fridays. And I'm very grateful for it because it's very, first of all, most of them, if except this one, all of them, were fantastic. Uh, and very, well, we didn't watch all of them, but many of them. And it's very always enriching. And it's, well, I'd like to thank you both for the work you do and for making this possible for us as viewers to have access to these presentations and for the opportunity of tonight as well. Absolute pleasure on my behalf. Uh, it's been a sheer joy working to. Uh, working with Fabricio because he's just pulled out of the hat some of these wonderful speakers and so many things. Do you know what I really enjoyed about tonight? He really made me think about me and my attitudes. Uh, that, that was good. That was good. I needed that. So thank you. Yeah, there was some statements in there and I'm thinking, yeah, do I do that? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> we are learning. Uh, we, we are. are learning. Yes. In my defense, we are learning. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. So, if there's nothing else, gentlemen, uh, we'll just go into that closing prayer. <clears throat> Once more, dear friends, link in with that divine light that resides within that illumination on your pathway to the God of your own understanding. We give thanks for this evening. We give thanks for those words. We give thanks for those thoughts and energies that have come forth. And as we take on all our contemplations of all that is said this night, help us to be gentle on ourselves. Help us to learn to grow and gently flower like the most delicate rose. Help us not to force or berate ourselves, but just to understand that we express that side of us which is human, and we need at times to link in deeper, richer and higher with that spirit within, so that that light may fill our bodies, our hearts, our world. Amen. Amen. So thank you, everybody, and have a good night, and stay safe, and i see you soon. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. Thank you very much. Be um, safe, and let your light shine. <laughs> thank you very much, everybody. Good night. Just a very quick uh, reminder, tomorrow night, we have a talk on ancient and sacred trees, exploring that link, uh, why we need to go out to immerse ourselves in nature, and especially when we see these majestic uh, elderly trees. Uh, that starts at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., for you early birds, we have a meditation. It's always a short one, but it's just right just to set us up for the day. So thank you for joining us tonight, and we look forward to seeing you all again. Please don't forget that all our works, all our videos are available on the church Facebook page on the videos tab and now also on our 
YouTube channel also segregated into playlists of different themes of everything to make it nice and easy for you. So look after yourselves, everybody. God bless. Have a wonderful night. Take care.